From growing up with insecurities and being bullied, Tim Lane shares his journey, how he overcame thoughts of suicide and loss of identity after being a professional fighter to becoming the entrepreneur that he is today. Now he trains others in martial arts and boxing and gives his time to NVP, merging vets and players for former military and professional athletes. My favorite thing that he said was, getting my message out to more people is how we keep hope alive. Stay tuned for his powerful, powerful story. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the incredible Tim Lane. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, Shay. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for being here. And we just connected uh, with a mutual friend, what, maybe a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it was in the last month. Mm -hmm. I talked to you when I was on top of the hill out there, actually. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was like last week. It was after, right after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So happy we connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, thank you to Jonathan Batista, who introduced us. And Jonathan's a good man. And as soon as we started talking, we just knew that we were kindred spirits. So I was like, I got to have you on the show. So thank you for your time for being here. Mm, I'm happy to be here. So for those of you who don't know, Tim Lane is the founder of Tim Lane Fitness. He helps countless children and adults develop their love for martial arts, fitness, health, and wellness. In 1978, Tim started competing in martial arts. His early years of training did not come easy. To be the first one inside the doors of the gym where he trained, he spent many sleepless nights behind the facility looking for shelter. All of it paid off when the up-and-coming fighter started winning titles. In 2001, Tim won his first international title. In 2002, Tim achieved his lifelong dream and won the world U.S. KBA title. Tim retired from competition in 2006 And in 2016, he became the creator of stickboxing, the art of connection. Not content with being an in-demand trainer, Tim also invented his a martial art of his own from 40 years of studying the craft. Tim's brand new practice is unlike any of the world has ever seen and combines techniques from katas, boxing, defense, and weapons. To widen the impact of his innovation, Tim Lane Fitness now offers on-demand video instructional series, as well as personal training, group fitness classes, nutritional advice, and more. You can find out more information on his website at timlanefitness.com. And of course, those will be in the show notes. So thank you for being here. And I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Mm, Well, thank you so much, Shay. That was a that was an amazing introduction. I think that was the best ever. <laughs> uh, well, investing in people. Hmm. What that means to me, Shay, is showing others the path that I've gone uh, and, and spending time with them and being patient with them and, and opening my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody here in Las Vegas, uh, a member of Merging Vets and Players, and he's a combat veteran. And he showed me, Shay, the power of vulnerability by sharing some things that had happened that he was ashamed of, some violent activities. And when he shared those, I saw how powerful that was 
And since then, I've been investing in he and I's relationship and other relationships outside of MVP and investing time and, and, and investing my heart and seeing others, other people's hearts open up like Isaac has just been, that's what investing in people means to me. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you can tell why we're kindred spirits, because that is so exactly on target of how, why I started this podcast. We, a lot of times will talk about our wins However, there's not many times where we're vulnerable enough to share the obstacles that we've had to overcome that actually propelled us. That lesson that we learned propelled us into starting our business or starting a nonprofit or starting, um, you know, something new. And a lot of times when we invest in ourselves, well, I'm not saying a lot of times, all of the time, when we invest in ourselves, it automatically overflows onto our business, our life, and our community. And you are definitely a testament to that. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I have lots of questions. Like what obstacles uh, take us back to Tim as a, as a kid doing, mar- you know, competing in martial arts? What obstacles did you face, you know, mentally or, you know, maybe it was personally that was your martial arts was your outlet? Yeah, well, you know, Shay, it all started when I was born on a military base in Germany. In 1972, my father was stationed in, uh, in, in Wiersburg, Germany. And coming back to the United States, my parents split up. So when I was four years old, my father uh, let me or sent me to his sister's house, my Aunt Mary, and my sister went with my mother. So I was separated from my mom. And during that year, I was in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, living in a Section 8 uh, a housing complex there. And I was picked on quite a bit. Um, the man that my aunt was married to was from India. So all the food in the house was curry. And mm. I was a, you know, a, a bushy, redheaded kid that smelled like curry. <laughs> and that was, uh, that, that was my obstacle. And, and, and what happened during that year, <clears throat> people were just pretty mean to me. You know how kids can be. Right. And I said, when my father picked me up, we drove across country to Fort Sill where he was, where he was stationed at next. And I, I didn't tell him nothing that happened that year. I didn't, I didn't tell him, you know, the things that went down, but I said, dad, I want to start martial arts. I want to make sure I ever puts their hands on me again. And I just left it at that. But my obstacle as a child was I wanted people to like me so much, Shay, that I was, I was willing to do anything just to get people's attention and when I was six years old, I had a judo tournament and, and I won. I competed against three people. Mm. And when the referee raised my hand, my skin rose up and I had, I just had this, 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 uh, I guess a feeling I never had before. And I said, Oh my, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This people are clapping for me. People like me. I just wanted people to like me. So I just fought. My dad would move and I would, somebody would say something, I would fight, then I would get some friends. And long story short, it was a, it was just battle. My Mm. my biggest thing as a kid, I just fought different martial arts. People were like me. They were nice to me. I was nice to them. But then if it wasn't competition or if it was in school or a different situation, I always thought people were talking down to me. or I thought people were, you know, if people looked my way, if a girl looked my way and she was with another girl, I would think they're talking funny about my hair or I would Mm. think some guy is talking, you know, calling me names. It's, it was a very insecure, although on the outside you would think, wow, Tim, he's a great fighter, but I just, I was very self-conscious and I developed that at a very young age. 
And that's what fueled my whole career. Mm. Wow. What a story. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, as a um, growing up as a redhead myself, <laughs> I can relate. We we definitely stand out anyway. And so it's like, oh, yeah, we're automatically picked on and bullied. Um, I'm going to use that word. And I actually became a bully. And so you took it and fueled it into your martial arts. And that's such a a, const- a beautiful proactive thing rather than, you know, hurt people, hurt people. You took it and in- instead empowered yourself. So kudos to you. Well, thank you, Shay. You know, for a long time, I didn't, I didn't tell many people, but when Isaac Saldivar opened up to me about being ashamed of the violent things he had done in battle, I opened up to him and I told him at the age of 12, I became a bully assassin. Mm. And if I fe- if I saw somebody bullying somebody else, I would I would wait till they went into the bathroom. I would I would lock the door and I would severely beat them up. Mm. And at the age of fourteen, uh, I ended up getting incarcerated for some violent activity I did. So they kept me Shay, for f- over four years wow. because of the violent things I had done. Right. And what's crazy is another guy that was with me, a, a real, a real big guy. He, we ended up, we, we got incarcerated together because of some, some fights we got into and we, they wouldn't send us to the same facility. So they sent me to the, to the violent place and they sent his big self into the mountains to a kind of a, a day camp called natural bridge. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And to this day, he's still a dear friend. Uh, we were separated for many years. But now he's the bodyguard for uh, the, the 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 weekend. You know the weekend, the performer. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's his bodyguard. So wow. he's found his own place in life, and now he's been a celebrity bodyguard for many years now. So yeah, wow. we, both, we both we both have found ourselves. You know. Yeah, that, and you know that's a true testament to at some point, even though these obstacles, you know, take you to dark places like being incarcerated, you have a choice. You could allow yourself to get taken down by that. And have a, you know, a continuous cycle of getting in fights, getting incarcerated, getting out, get, you know, getting in fights, doing something else, you know, continuous that cycle. Or you chose to do something else. So tell us what you chose to do. Well, what I chose to do, Shay, was compete in the ring and be a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. And that's, so I, I channeled all that into fighting and as long as I was able to fight, I was nice to people because they were nice to me. I never addressed the issues from my childhood. So I fought, fought, fought. And then 2006, I retired from fighting and I wasn't sure what to do anymore. So I just shifted my my fighting onto somebody else. So in 2007, I had Raul Nuncio become a Golden Glove champion at Madison Square Garden he was the first person ever from the country of El Salvador to win the Golden Gloves in New York. And I did the same thing in 2009, did the same thing in 2010 with two other people. And then I moved to Las Vegas and with a professional fighter, had him become a world champion. And I still never addressed the issues, but it was finally in 2015, Shay, mm-hmm. I was able to actually it was in 2014. I was taken away from the fight game after my boxer fought Manny Pacquiao. And when he lost to Manny Pacquiao, the world kind of said that it was my fault. So there was something that happened wow. in the fight, right? So something happened in the fight when they were talking to me and I said something and then my fighter got dropped. He got, he got laid out. So they made me 
the person why he lost the fight. So the media killed me. So right. everybody took away my identity that I had my whole life. I'm Tim mm-hmm. Lane, the fighter. Now I'm Tim Lane, the coach. I got champions. And then all of a sudden now I'm not a fighter. I'm not a coach. Um, you know, I, I don't want, what else am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to leave. That's basically what happened. You mm. know, in the year of but, 2014. Before you go on, cause I know that there's something else coming. Um, just cause there has to be, <laughs> uh, I just want to point out that what you just said is that your identity as a fighter and as a coach was no longer there. And for our listeners, most of our listeners are going through some sort of transition, whether it's a job loss or a they or maybe they're changing jobs from being um, having a title at a job to being the owner, to being an entrepreneur, to starting their own business or they're in the military and they've had, you know, a title of chief master sergeant or whatever for so many years. And now they've they're out and they're Bob they're Jim, they're Sue, you know, they're no longer that person. And so you are the perfect guest to have, because right now you're talking about how you were the trainer, you were the fighter, you helped others, you were this big name, and now you're Tim. So what happened after that? How, what did you go through? Well, Shay, I ended up, um, it was about maybe six months after the whole fight in, in China, everything. I come home, the media, you know, tore me up. I, I, I had given up all the hours at the, at the gym because this was a, a multi-million dollar fight. Um, I, the, the money that I was supposed to be uh, getting didn't turn out that way. Long story short, uh, I just, I had no identity and, and, and didn't want to be here anymore. Hmm. And Shay, I got to be honest with you, when I retired from my fight career, you know, I had to champion, you know, I had to, I retired in 2006, 2007, I had a champion, 2000, uh, 2008 did the same thing, 2009 did the same thing. At the end of 2009, I wasn't getting goosebumps. Mm. And before I came to Las Vegas, before I, before I got here, I had already given up on, on, I thought I gave up on everything. And what I mean by that is my body was broken down. I, I, I needed hip replacement. I needed stuff done. I was taking pain pills. I was, I was drinking alcohol. My my vibe and my my wanting to be around was no more. So I quit. When I was in New York, I went into the woods and I had planned on uh, taking my own life. So I took mm-hmm. a knife, put it into my stomach, and I laid there to bleed, Shay, somehow. So wait, just pause. You went into the woods and you took a knife and stabbed yourself into the, your own stomach. Live by the sword, die by the sword, Shay. That's how I came up. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I planned out. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell everybody. The only reason I'm not going to shoot myself in the head is because I don't want anybody to think I killed myself. I Even in my deathbed, I don't, I, I don't wow. want people to think that I did something myself. So I planned to do it. I did it. Somehow they, uh, a dog, a uh, guy was walking his dog in the morning. They airlifted me out. Somehow they put blood back in me. They, they, they brought me back to life. And the first thing I remember is my mama. Mm. I woke up Shay and my mama was right there. She said, Tim, how could you do this? Mm. And I'm like, man, I said, Ma, you know, I fell on a knife. And she said, Tim, we'll talk about this when, you know, when you get out of here. And, you know, we ended up talking about it. But what I learned from that, Shay, is I'm not allowed. I wasn't allowed 
to leave here. A lot of mm-hmm. things happened that night while I was laying there bleeding out, but I learned that I'm not allowed to leave here. So I said, okay, man, I'm gonna go ahead and take this. I'm gonna go ahead and, and do the fighting thing. I'm gonna move to Las Vegas. So that's what I did. I came out here and I did all that fighting, got the kid to become a world champion. And then now it's time to go. So what I did, Shay, is I said, you know what? Fighting is gone. I'm gonna go as far away as possible and I'm gonna I'm cut my whole head off. So, 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 so there's no way for me to survive. So I take my bike down on the 15 and I drive my, I, I take my bike in my car, put my car on the side of the road. I take my bike out about eight miles off the, off the highway there. And I go to the top of this little peak of a mountain and I left my bike at the bottom. I, I climb up to the top and I'm at the top, Shane, I got my knife and I'm ready mm-hmm. to go. And I say, man, I'm trying to think of anything. Is anything going to hold me back? And I said, you know what? Nah, there's nothing here for me. So I go to cut myself. And I see a shooting star and I see another shooting star and I see another shooting star and I see all the stuff falling out of the sky, Shay. And I drop my knife. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? I said, what? Mm-hmm. I said, this can't be, this cannot be. I look down, I look around for my knife. I can't find my knife. I don't know what's going on right now, but I said, okay. My skin rose up. My skin was up for, I don't know how long it was. My bike, I couldn't find my bike, Shay. I had to walk about eight miles to get back to my car. And while I was on that walk, I said, okay, okay, God, what else you got for me? If I can't fight and I've been fighting my whole life, please tell me the plan because I don't know what to do. And while I was walking, I was sent information. He said, keep going, man. Keep going. Keep going. I get to my car and I come home, Shay. My, my, my wife is here and she thought I was gone. Mm. And from that day on, Shay, I called the man, Randy Couture, who I work with. And I said, Randy, I don't know where I'm going in life. And he said, Timmy, I'm starting a program in a couple of months. It's called Merging Vets and Players. And it's where they have combat veterans and professional athletes, like-minded individuals, pit bulls and wolves that come together that have their own pack again. And I said, I said, you know what? I said, he he said, Tim, you'd be perfect for it. I said, okay. I mean, I'm in. And two months after that, that's when it started. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. He said the things into my life, Shay. And now... Ever since then, it's been, oh my, I, I can't, even, I get, I get goosebumps from, from so many things. He's allowed me to be here. He's allowed me to be on this show with you, Shay. I am here. He showed me the sky. He said, Tim, it ain't time to leave yet. You still got things to do here. That's why I'm here. I, I wow, wow, wow. I am speechless. Um, I just want to say how I'm tearing up as you're telling this story. Um, I had, we had talked about the first part. I didn't know about the second part. So thank you for sharing that. And absolutely you are here for a purpose. And I love that you tapped into that. What so many people who are in that position. So if you're listening and you've been in that position or you're thinking of in that position right now, where you're like, there's no reason for me to be here anymore. Just like Tim said, you are. You're supposed to be here. You have a purpose. Maybe before you get to the top of the mountain with the knife, 
Maybe it's just to ask, what is my purpose here? Right? So if you're listening to this right now, please ask yourself, what is my purpose? As as I am a, a certified fearless living coach, I help people find their purpose and um, turn it into a profit. So I normally take their trauma, like what you're describing, what they've gone through and transform it into a treasure. Um, I myself, I had, uh, I was a bully. I was bullied. I would experienced abuse. I was a teenage alcoholic. I had um, no self-worth and I, I was depressed, had anger issues And if I can take all of that and propel me to where I am now, then I know you can too, the listener, you, you can too, to hear your story, Tim, just speaks volumes to one, your character, your courage, and your, um, your peace. You know that there is something bigger than, than you. And you are resting in that peace that he is going to provide the path. And he did provide the path for you. And talking about the MVP and tell me what that means again, merging vets and players, correct? Yes, merging vets and players. It's combat veterans and professional athletes that now have a team when the uniform comes off to know that you're not alone. I thought I was alone I mean, Shay, they asked me to talk to somebody, you know, you want me to talk to somebody that's, that's, that I don't feel like they've been through the things that I've been through. And, and then, I, then I'm in a room with people who are NFL football players, people who are Marines, people who have been, you know, people over there stabbed, blown up, shot in the neck, you know, all this stuff that happened. I'm like, man, I'm going to, okay, I, I listened to them share their lives for two years before I finally said, you know what, Shay, you know, it took me a long time. I knew it was in the right spot, but I had never opened up to anyone about my life. You know, it took me two years of listening to everyone in there. And then a guy, Isaac Saldivar, who's our program director, he said, Tim, you want to go camping? <laughs> and Shay, I was like, no, nah, I want to go camping. No, man, you know, what you ask me to go? Is there, are we bringing our wife? You know, what, 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 what are we doing? But he kept asking me. And then finally, when I went with him, it was over the campfire that he opened up about those things. And I was like, I was like, Ooh, I heard him. I felt him. And I said, man, you know what? I told him about me. I told him about what happened. He was the first one that, that I opened up to about that, about what happened back in New York. You know, I never, I, I was so ashamed. Everybody thought I had fallen on a knife, mm. you know, but it was, it was releasing that, which I thought I got demons. I got demons inside. Right. You know, it just, I had to have someone in front of me that I could feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, letting those things out. So that this this MVP, it's a it's a team of of like minded individuals who've been through things that a small percentage of people have been through, you know. And it's it's other everybody has their own thing they've been through, but this group is where a a, a ginger like me fits in perfect. <laughs> I love that ginger like you. Cause again, I'm thinking, Oh yeah, I was a ginger too. Um, or I still am underneath there, the blonde. It's a still a ginger. Um, you know, what's coming to me is how shame is such a stop point. When we feel that shame, it is such a deep wound 
that stops us from going forward, stops us from feeling um, whole. And it stops us from, you know, living up to our potential. And the only way to release the shame, like you said, is to let it out. And I love that you talked about creating this um, wolf pack because um, really uh, I, I identify as a wolf too. So I love that. That's what that is. Um, it's really about creating support, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to learn as all of us do have to learn. So if you're listening and you're, you're thinking about anything that you've gone through and you feel some sort of shame, we all have to learn to reach out for support and ask for help. And it may not look like a, a therapist. It may not look like a, a coach. It might look like um, what Tim is talking about, a group exercise where you're around someone who has also been through something shameful and the, the capability and the vulnerability to let it go is crucial to your mind and is crucial to your heart. It's crucial to your soul. Oh, man, Shay. I love the way you talk, Shay. You know, <laughs> it's been since quarantine, Shay, that I, was, that I shared with civilians any of this. And I, I learned from, you know, the, the business I was in. I, I, I invented these boxing sticks originally to yeah. make the best fighters and to make a million dollars, you know, right. Of course. <laughs> but during this quarantine and, and all the connection and then all the sharing, I thought that once I told, you know, once I pulled out what I did and said to Isaac and said to this group, that was it. And I'd feel, whoo, I feel better. But the more I share, the more I'm able to get through it, I feel so much less emotion. I was able to tell you that today, and get through it without having to stop and, you know, and, 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 you know, and take a breathing technique number three, you know? Yeah. So it's been sharing has been the, the, the best that I've ever done and been the best I've ever felt, especially this uncomfortable sharing like this, you know, um, I'd rather be face to face, you know, where there's maybe nobody else can hear it or whatever, but recording and getting it, getting it out to more people is really how we keep hope alive. Yes, yes, yes. And I just want to say amen. <laughs> um, I have a, a, a quote that I use and, and I made it up when I started this podcast, but I whole, whole, wholeheartedly 100% believe that when we share obstacles that we've overcome, it ignites a tiny spark in others, a tiny spark of hope in others. And that is exactly what you're doing, Tim, by sharing your story is igniting that spark of hope and your mm-hmm. keep, like you say, keeping that hope alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a story. Um, so what is next for Tim Lane? Well, what is next is I'm going to continue on this mission with MVP. And also I have created an on-demand training that I do for stick boxing. And my goal here, Shay, is to not only train all of our chapters, we have five chapters across the country, but I want to go into assisted living homes. Mm. I want to go to these different chapters of rock steady boxing where they battle Parkinson's, and I want to teach this stick boxing program. Because what happens, Shay, is people in wheelchairs, they can't stand up and they can't really punch something, but they can use the stick as an extension of their arm. 
And if they're in a chair at a, at a, at a long-term assisted living home, mm-hmm. they things and they use these kind of like drumsticks and they can connect with the person that's sitting next to them without, without anybody getting hurt. So my goal is to travel and teach and talk and share my story and, and be able to create goosebumps and create hope everywhere I go. Mm, well, you're definitely creating goosebumps with me. I can feel the, the chills. <laughs> and I, I know that's going to happen as soon as these, uh, that we can get back into being in person, especially into assisted living homes. I absolutely see you doing that. What a Man, beautiful it's gift. It's like 90% of severe depression rate in the assisted living homes and it won't let anybody come in. They don't have no exercise programs. They're just, you know, they, they got the medication that they spend billions on, yes. but if we can connect them, we can connect them, Shay. And as soon as they open the doors, we are going to flood them with this program. I already have a lot of the connections put in place. It's just a matter of them uplifting and letting us do this. So mm. it's only a matter of time. Awesome. And Speaking of connecting, um, and if someone's listening and they are like, you have to come to my my spouse's Parkinson's, uh, you know, assisted living, or maybe they're, it's a gym that you want them to con- uh, connect with. How do people connect with you? Where it's your social media, your website, all of that. All of my information is at timlanefitness.com. And I'm on all my social media platforms at Tim Lane Fitness. Mm, thank you. Um, so I, this was just such a jammed packed interview. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many emotions. Um, so I always like to leave with this question and it is uh, what scripture phrase or mantra are you living by right now? Dream, believe, achieve. Mm, I love that. I have it here on my sticks. This is my motto. Dream, believe, achieve. My dream has changed many times, Shay, and it keeps taking different forms. But my dream as a child was was to get goosebumps because people liked me. Mm -hmm. My dream now is to connect my heart with as many other hearts as I can, because I don't know how many days I got I got here. You know, I feel I feel like I'm seeing so much, Shay, and I'm able to talk so much positivity and I feel so many goosebumps. I mean, I don't know how long, you know, I want to say as much as I can. And for real, we got to dream. We got to keep dreaming. And the way we believe in that dream is we keep making a plan to get there. We got to keep, keep, keep moving and keep hope alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I forgot to ask you this question, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of the same along the same answer. But I'll ask you anyway. Uh, what is your legacy? What do you want to be remembered for? Shay, I want to be remembered for love. Mm. I want people to say when I was around Tim, he didn't judge me. and He gave me a hug. Tim loved me. Mm, that's beautiful. And, and, it, and it literally exudes from you, Tim. So thank you. Thank you thank for being. You. Thank you for being here today. Mm, Thank you for having me. Everybody out there, let's keep hope alive, baby. (laughs) Hey, don't turn this off just yet. 
Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.